Welcome to another episode of the Taylor Complaints Podcast, formerly Defiled Entrails Podcast. We've had a successful, complete name change. Content of this podcast will obviously be the same. Nothing's going to... Because it's been so successful. That's right. So many people will be listening. A whole 10 people per week. Let me address that for a second. Let me address that for a second. Michael survives. If I knew your last name, I would address you properly on this podcast. But I do want to thank you for listening, probably on your way to work. Listen to me, Michael. You're probably on your way to a job that you may may be like. Maybe they throw you a pizza party every now and then. Maybe you... uh, you know, maybe you, maybe you like it, maybe you don't like it. I just want you to know that today, my friend, today when you get to work, because I know you're listening to this on the way, so you've, you you got you to gotta commute to think about this. I give you my blessing and permission to punch your boss right in the mouth. I know what you're thinking. What if my boss is a lady? Well, you close your eyes and you punch her right, and I'm just kidding. Now don't hit her. You know what you do if she's a lady? I'm going to need you to... Channel my, you're in your carbon right now. Get on that desk, jump right on her desk, pull on those trousers like I know you do. Elastic waist, I bet they're elastic waists. And you just take a shit right on her desk, just right on that desk. And I give you permission because you work hard, you do everything you can for your family, my friend, and I love you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being my friend. I got a chance to talk to you tonight in, in Alki's stream. It was nice. It was a nice time. For those of you who don't know, Alki, Alka Mutation, he plays metal guitar on Twitch. Nice guy. He's a wonderful guy. He's a wonderful guy. I love him to death. I'm going to have him and Michael on the podcast pretty soon. We're going to start having guests. I want to have at least two guests a month. And then, you know, two episodes a month will be me just being an idiot. And another two guests will be today. I have a guest for you. I have a guest for you guys, but I wanted to talk about the Vince McMahon thing. I wanted to address the name change, okay? The Taylor complains. I feel, listen, Defiled Entrails sounds like, Defiled Entrails sounds like a hot topic employee made up my name for my podcast. I don't want that. I don't want that. It was a name that I was using for uh, my social media accounts that I I I was using back in the day. You know what I mean? You come up with a, with a name and it just it felt like it stuck. So I stuck with it. And it wasn't something I wanted to go forward with because I felt like Defile Trail sounds like something. It doesn't tell you anything about the podcast. And I, I don't want to. I'm at the stage of I've been doing this for over almost a year. I think this is episode. I want to say it's episode 33 or 34. That means we're like less than 20 episodes away for 52 52 weeks or in a year that means i've almost been doing this for a year if i want any chance of this being successful i need a podcast name that's approachable even by the name when i tell people defiled entrails it's like uh, I, I get embarrassed about telling them what the name of the podcast is i wanted something i could be a little bit proud of taylor complains let's face it we do a lot of complaining in here and it's it's definitely something that it's definitely sorry we're drinking tequila it's nighttime. I'm in the studio. Um, I'm not using my microphone. I'm speaking directly to my iPhone. So if you're like, what the fuck? Yeah, because I have a guest in here right now and I'm about to introduce them. This is just going to be a quick talk up. But I wanted to address the name change. Shout out my friend. Uh, we're going to talk about Vince McMahon next week. Okay. It's, 
He's shitting on ladies. He's shitting on ladies. I gotta talk. I go, oh my god, I gotta talk about it. It's like playing the forest, but in real life. He's shitting on people and banging them while they have shit on their head. Anyways, anyways, I digress. The new name change going forward, the Taylor Complains podcast. I'm very, very excited to have my first guest. She is a flight attendant. We can't talk about the airline that she works for. But she's a flight attendant. We'll be talking about flight attendant things. Her name is Brandy, and she will be on the next segment of this podcast. We're also going to be talking about breaking up with a friend. Have you ever had to break up with a friend? Have you ever reached a point in a friendship like the Banshees of Intermission, the movie that nobody saw because it was boring, when you don't see a friendship going forward? How do you break up with a friend? We're going to be talking about that as well with my two guests, Brandy and Anna will be in the next segment of this. Stick around. They're up next. I love you. And welcome back to the Taylor Complaints Podcast. Me, your host, Taylor Perez. I am here with my guest, Brandy, the flight attendant, and her friend with the itchy butthole. Do you, first of all, before I get to... The prestigious flight attendant. Can I ask you how how your butt is itchy? Can I? Can we talk about that for a second? It's not itchy. You so you specified earlier. We were hanging out, and you said my butthole is itchy. And then you went on even to joke about it and say my behole, whatever that is, my behole. Can we like the dynamic of your friendship dynamic? So, can we explain? Well. You did say your butthole was itchy. And then behold. And, and then, well, behold. <laughs> behold is a whole other thing. But you did say it was itchy. You even said that you should probably wash your behold. Wait. Why do you not? I know. I, this, we, we'll get to, like, breaking up with friends and, like, the, the wonders of being a flight attendant. But your hygiene is so important to this conversation right now and to, like, the comedic value of this podcast. You call it a behole. Is that because once you watch it, it's a butthole? Or is it a behole when it's dirty? What is a behole? It's always a behole. <laughs> behole. Behole. It's a fancy schmancy way of saying behole. Is it like the French? Is that how the French say behole? Butthole? Behole. It's just how bougie Anna says behole. <laughs> it was just a normal itch. Is it a normal itch? I get them. Just I understand. An itch. Just but I, an itch. I understand. I get them. So like, like an is, itch on your arm, an itch on your leg. Oh, I it was just, just you just had an itchy butthole. I just had an itch for a moment inside of your butthole, or just on like near your butthole. Mine's inside because I don't wipe good enough. Is yours? We're all aware. Is that like something? I don't know. It was just like my butt hair. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. I'm not doing this anymore. <laughs> the next I just wanted to know what it was like. But you started laughing before the end. The specificity on the at the end of the sentence. What was? I just. It was just an itch. It was just an itch. That's it. it okay. That's itch. fine. That's. I just wanted to know because I. I just. I have empathy for a situation yeah, that's because... like, hey, I know. I need. But I need baby wipes. I don't wipe very well. I need to like. But I wipe a lot. You need a lot of things. No, no, no. I need s- a, a, a pee a pee flap. A pee like, bib like underwear. You mean like <laughs> yes, a pair of underwear. And that's fair. I take that. That That's completely fair criticism. I appreciate it because I wipe and 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 it starts to hurt. So I'm like, I can't do this anymore. So then baby wipe and then 
and then I'll go through, I'll go about my day and I'll feel a discomfort and I'll be like, oh crap, how did I, how is this possible? Because I just used half a roll of toilet paper. How is it possible? I under, my bewilderment, my will, my bewilderment mirrors yours because I am also confused as to why it happened. We, we dove deep into this the other day and it's because you don't know how to shit. You oh, that's right. One toilet, one butt cheek on one side of the toilet seat, and then you do like a scoot and spread, and then you put the other one down. So I don't, now yeah, I don't, butt cheeks are spread. I just plop. No, you can't plop. Because then when your shit's coming out, your butt cheeks are squeezed no, together. No, no. They're, they're definitely, yeah. I, I feel a separation when I sit down. Well, no. And I, I know that it comes out. It's not like rubbing against my butt cheeks as it comes out. It's just when I wipe, I think, I don't know if it's my diet or something. I think you may just need to make more of an effort to get a wider spread. To spread. And then also you might have to really get in there with the baby wipe. Cause... I, You know what? I kind of like, with the baby wipe, it's sad. I do get in there. Like, you just need like, a better spread. I, I, I hope that you're double. Like when I'm done up. wiping my butt, I have to ask myself, am I gay now? <laughs> Like that's I get in there, I really really get in there. Not you don't like, get in there normally just for fun. No. Oh, that's no. That's why. That's why after the I'm done wiping, <laughs> I have to ask myself if I'm gay because I get like a little bit of the pinky. I'm just I just want to be clean. That's all. You need an uncomfortable spread. You know your spreads and a, it's proper spread when it's a little bit uncomfortable. Why do I want to be uncomfortable on the toilet? You're, you know what's the difference between me and you? Because you want it to come out without hitting your butt cheeks. But, you, but it never does. Or your the outer rim of your butthole. No. Like you, which is where it's going to get itchy. And where it's the poop's going to get stuck. Ew. In the in the cracks of your little beehole. So you're remodeling our house. You're re- not remodeling, but you're 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 We're decorating. In. You're decorating, decorating. Okay. Decorating a, a space. And you picked out a pillow today that looked like a giant shit. I picked Why? that. I didn't pick I it I just want to say so you're in an my interior, professional You're an interior opinion. decorator. You're an interior decorator and a flight attendant, right? Mm-hmm. So when you pick things out, and then we'll, we'll, we'll get to the flight attendant. Sure. As an interior decorator, why would you pick a pillow that looks like a giant horseshit? One, because it was for you. <laughs> <laughs> Did you just buy it for me and just go, haha, when you wipe it sucks, think about I it every day? I did see the pillow and thought, <laughs> but in my professional opinion, the room was really tied together <clears throat> by the pillow. <laughs> How long have you been an interior decorator? I mean, Certified, professional, that's a new venture. Just all of it. Essentially my whole life, probably 20 years. Your whole life? There's not really a week that goes by where somebody isn't asking me. So people consult you for things that they want to make their space better, to feel better about being in their space or being more at home in their space. Or just like something that looks flashier, better, all the above? I mean, it depends on what people's needs are, but the clients that I look for are people who are open to having giant shits on their couch. You, just, you picked out a pillow, you picked out a pillow for our living room that looked like a giant, like a dump, like a dump, right? That's actually not true. I picked out a pillow that would be the right kind of color that we could look at for reference and then return. But also it looked like a big, long shit. <laughs> a giant. Well, you're going to have to talk to Target about why they're selling Target. giant shit pillows. We need to sit down with Target for a minute you and know, ask them why they do this. Because... The best part of it is that somebody approved that and it's part of a like 
collection and was... The shit collection? Right? The shit logs. I would also like to say while we were in Target, because we all got separated, and... Unlike my butt cheeks when I shit. Unlike your butt cheeks when you shit, I had to call Brandy to see where she was. Like, hey, we're checking out. And on the phone, she's like, oh, I have a pillow for you that looks like a snake. <laughs> it does look like a snake. A shit like, snake. The shit. other side of it is all leathery. You said a snake. So I'm like, oh, it's going to be like an actual, like, green snake. I knew that's what you would think. That's why I said I'm like, snake. okay, the rug has some of that green in it. It's probably I mean, I didn't cool. think it looked like a turd because in my head How did you on. not? That's the first thing. You were carrying that through Target and I'm like, everyone thinks she's holding a shit. I don't know. It was like... Maybe shit isn't the first thing that comes to my mind. A three foot long For any specific shit. reason. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, once it was said, it was definitely a a shit, but until then, it was not where I went with it. So where do you go with interior design from here? Because you're a flight attendant and you're an interior decorator. Mm -hmm. Interior Um, designer or decorator? I'm an interior decorator. Designer works with the space. Designer works with. Designing the space and decorator makes the space They work with architects. They, you know, set up the flow. (laughs) Um, And then I come in once all that bullshit is over and uh, work on the fun stuff. Is there, but is there ever like a house that you work on or a space that you work on that somebody has an idea of what they want you to make it look like and you hate it? You're just like, I don't like this idea. Are you like, would you be forthcoming with that like opinion? Absolutely. Or would you be like, oh, okay, whatever in, you want. In not in, in so many words. How would you communicate that? So basically the hope for one is that that's not going to happen because... I will intake a lot of information before we ever get there. So I'll already have an idea of what they're looking for. And then the reason you hire a designer is because you have an idea in your head and they're able to put it together. And what I like to do is make sure I'm putting it together in a way that I am comfortable representing. And if I'm not, that's where discussion comes in. That's why you hire designers so they can kind of let you know what isn't going to work. Essentially, they give you carte blanche to kind of like let them know when their ideas suck, but like in in the softest way possible. You can just be like, hey, how about this? Or how about we do this? Or this color would work better with this. And I know you you like this. Let's incorporate that into like a pattern of a rug or a pattern of this. And you just kind of like softly tell them like, we're not like, your idea is like, is going to go into a minor detail of a bigger picture that will look better. Yeah, my job essentially is to guide people to find a way to represent who they are and the space that they want to live in. But the reason they hire a designer is to get those opinions and that input and, you know, just knowledge of color and spatial layout and those kinds of things. But does that ever suck? Because it's like when Jeffrey Epstein comes up to you and he's like, well, make my place look like this. And you're like, well, let's... Well, the best part is Uh... that I get to choose my clients. I don't have to work with people. If you want a farmhouse style kitchen, I'm probably not your designer. However, if you have a shit ton of money and you want to give it to me, I will give you what you want. I will just also make sure that the decisions that are made look fantastic in that style, even though that is not my personal style. But generally, I would like to work with people who are interested in the same kind of concepts that I am so that I'm building my own portfolio of what I'm offering. Have you ever been like challenged with like like your day-to-day, like going to, going to a client, they ask you for something and you're like, oh, 
like I know you could take on clients based on what they want. Like you just said, like I can, like if somebody wants a farm style house, it's probably not me. But what if somebody wants like more of a complex thing that like is in your wheelhouse, but it's like just a pain in the ass or something. Like that's not even fine. a pain in the ass. But I mean, like, I like the idea of a challenge that's kind of a pain in the ass. And I like when things don't work because I learn a lot. And also I think people learn about what works for them. For instance, the rug. That's a great fucking rug. But it doesn't work in the space. The rug in our the rug in our living. Yeah, the pink and I like I really like the rug. The rug rug is great. I really, really liked the rug. I was enamored with it from the moment I saw it. Every angle that I walked in, I liked it. You didn't like it. I loved it. It's a great rug. It just wasn't right for the space. You didn't think that it worked with the with the couch? No, I didn't like how it looked with With these couches. Yes. So so we just moved into our apartment. And we're decorating it. And I've worked with Brandy for years on her helping me decorate spaces. And so she's been helping since we moved in, like just over FaceTime, pictures, that kind of stuff. Um, Yeah, so we had one rug. We hated it. We loved it. And then we saw it and we hated it. So we got a different rug, which we showed today. Rad rug. Loved it. But it's just not quite right for the vibe it's not quite right for how you want to wake up every day and see your space so longevity wise i don't think it was the right rug however that doesn't mean that like we can't bring in elements that we learned we really liked about that rug we can bring stuff in an artwork that kind of makes it pop we did realize we like more contrast than we thought you know like you really liked the deeper stuff and you wanted you always knew you wanted warmth in these couches but yeah. It was. It's easier now to gauge how much depth you actually need to make that contrast. And also, when you were asking Brandy how she communicates with her clients when she doesn't like something, she usually just looks at me and says, "I fucking hate that." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's all this not... talk about. All this talk about rubs is making me like. It reminds me that I need to trim my pubic hair. <laughs> so thank you. I appreciate this. Like this whole thing being like. Do you not like the rug that's in our living room right now? Because I I do. I, Maybe it'll work better for another space, but like for right now, I don't really have a problem with it. It's not offensive. Yeah. It's not like, it's not so uncouth Nothing. that like it doesn't fit, but it does, obviously it does not like fit completely. And I, I recognize that, but I do like the high pile. I do like how comfortable it is. And I do like that, like, I don't know, it just... It's and from a space that I'm very familiar in, and bringing that here, I think it might just be familiarity speaking over like optical, like sure. appreciation. And that's actually where a lot of clients start. They're comfortable, but they know that they want to kind of, you know, bring up whatever vibe it is they want to bring up in the space, and that's why they call because they don't know how to do that. And that's what you but, want to do. You want to make people feel amazing yeah. about the space yeah. that they live in. And like this rug, you know what you like about it. You just know it doesn't exactly work. So you're like, okay, I don't know how to make it work. Who can make it work? And that's what I come in. But honestly, like the kind of people I want to work with are people that I can be like, mm, that's fucking terrible. Let's not go there. <laughs> I, I want to be lot. forthcoming with. <laughs> sorry, <laughs> sorry about your taste. And how, and how does that? How does that? How does that conversation go about? Like when someone's taste sucks, and you know that they want to like make everything look like Little House on the Prairie. Like, what do you tell them? Like, hey, it do depends. you are you disabled? What's going? Like, how do, how do you approach? How do you approach that situation? For me, being the the client, 
it's just she'll just ask you are like are you (laughs) r-worded she'll just ask a bunch of questions that like lead me around Mm -hmm. like my whole thought process and I'm like oh that's exactly that's exactly it it's leading I mean you know what I do I do an intake form I find out what they're looking for what colors they like what kind of furniture they're into and then I do my research and find pieces that work together in that realm that aren't fucking gross <laughs> and the way that I, I do work with them is to be like okay well what is it about this that you're liking is it the colors of the way it feels the texture the shape you know, is it familiar to something you grew up with that, you know, like you would like to bring that reminiscence in? Okay. And then I am your source. And then I also go into, okay, well, you want your space to be comfortable and functional, so how can we set it up? And that brings me to you. I'm going to defer to the like one of Brandy's clients, my partner, Anna, who's standing with us, making lots of comments with the with the shit and everything. How do you feel about your experience with, with working with Brandy and... Her interior design. I don't know. She's kind of gross. That's a gross question. <laughs> no. You're, she, you're, you're working with her directly and she's helping you design a space that like you can make feel more like yeah. you with like an objective. Because you're obviously good at that on your own. Yeah. You, you, you have a vision. You've created this living room that I absolutely adore and love. And like did I didn't think in a million years that we would take the things that we have and turn them into the space that we have now. And it feels amazing. But having her like just move things, like even for me, sitting in this sitting in the space feels really nice. Mm-hmm. Like just just having like a table there with a lamp and like the the few things that have moved, like they're very noticeable but not noticeable. I just notice it when I'm when I'm in the space, and it makes it feel more homely. Do you feel? Yes. Yeah, so what's your question? Like how how like your, my experience is like actually living in the space that you guys are like. Yeah. Like rearranging? How do you feel living in the space that's being rearranged? Do you feel like a difference? Do you like having her here and working yeah, with her? Yeah, yeah, because I definitely like interior design's not my strong point. You know, we're definitely both Can we creative. say that you suck? Can you suck at interior design? No, I just like. <laughs> I just like. I have like, oh, this is what I want, but I think I want it, but I don't know. Like, I don't know. I love this. And then Brandy will say it's fucking horrible. And I'm like, well, I don't care. It's what I want. And that happens a lot with clients too. Like, you know, for instance, so Anna did a great job setting this up. So it has a lot of flow, the U-shape living room. You guys have overstuffed, comfy furniture. But, you know, you have this 12 foot long sofa. And so splitting it in half made sense to create this you know, a living area that Anna did. She did a great job with that. But she had the couches turned the opposite way. So what my job was to, is to acknowledge everything that she's done and then go, okay, what if we tried to shift this? So we turn the couches around. So now they face the TV and each side, you know, has a headrest. It just makes sense. That's I, really what I'm trying to I feel to put like down. very much you're an interior designer first and a flight attendant second. I, I, f- I feel like you really do, like, you love what you do. I do. And I kind of, like, you can see that kind of, you, like, I flourish do. in your environment. You know, it's gross to, like, announce that out loud, but it's kind of <laughs> true. Like, just to watch it. For me, it's really fun to announce out loud because it's been... Because you love for, yourself and you're a narcissist? That's that right. Absolutely. Because that's why I want to help people. It's my narcissism that drives yeah. me to help people. You're kind of like the finisher. Yeah. Like a, yeah, like yeah. a finisher. Yeah. And it's so overwhelming if this isn't what you do professionally. And like, I do dabble, I don't know, dabble. I am a creative. 
So understanding this and seeing it is like, okay, yeah, I get it. But it just gets so overwhelming because it's not my craft mm-hmm. that it's just like, okay, I did what I can help. Okay. And that's where most people come with it. But I also like probably first and foremost for other people, I would say I'm an organizer because I always, always say it's always function over form because the form can be as beautiful (laughs) can be so the cat is very distracting uh the you know it can be a beautiful space but if it doesn't function well you're not going to enjoy it so moving forward this is what you want to do long term right yeah i'm 42 and i've done all of the things that you can possibly do as a creative really um and i became a flight attendant because my work in the theater was ending and I didn't really want to go to another theater. I needed something to do in the interim. Interim? Does that sound weird? And I uh, had never really traveled and I thought, you know, this is a great... (laughs) I'm dying. (laughs) I'm trying to keep going. Trying to keep going. I'm dying on my own podcast. (laughs) Hold on. So I do... do I do have to get you onto the flight attendant thing just because we have so many segments sure, right now. Sure, yeah, yeah. So going forward, you want to use flight attendant, <clears throat> you want to be an interior designer. Yeah, the Conti- only reason I became being a flight attendant time. was to travel and get good health insurance, so if we're being fucking honest. And where, that's the only reason I stay. <clears throat> where can people find you to like contact you? Do you have an Instagram or anything that people can I contact do. You? I just started an Instagram. Like I said, I'm just getting started making this an actual career shift where it's not just word of mouth. You know, clients, which I have, I've, that's been all of my clients have been word of mouth. But now I'm in a place where I really want to make a full career shift. Flight attendant, you'll never give it up once you do it just because your benefits are great. But it does give you the flexibility, which is part of why I wanted to become a flight attendant is to have that flexibility to do things that I actually really love. Still dying. Keep going. <laughs> So yeah, so being Instagram. a flight attendant is very second. Um, Instagram is Brandy R. Levy. At, you know, <clears throat> oh my God, so much for doxing yourself. Wait, is that a... That's fine. Yeah, that's my <clears throat> handle. It's okay. fine. Yeah, there are a lot of Brandy Levy's in the world. Okay. Nobody's, nobody's. Which brings us to our like... <laughs> Which brings us to the juicy part of what I wanted to talk to you about. You're a flight attendant. How long have you been flight attendant? Seven, eight years. Seven years with my current company. What is what is a day in the life of a flight attendant look like? A lot of bullshit waiting around. <clears throat> so you paid for. You get to the airport. You wait. Mm-hmm. What what's the longest you've waited for a flight? Do you wait for a flight and then it gets canceled and then you get to go home? Yeah, I mean it. It depends. Like generally, you have to get up. You know, like two hours before your flight, you have to be there forty five minutes before your flight, and then you get on your flight potentially. And it takes about 40 minutes to board, and then you get moving. Um, and sometimes you have one flight, sometimes you have two, but you end up doing generally a, around nine, ten hours a day. Is it an enjoyable do. experience? Do you like what you do? I mean, I'm sure that like there's mixed feelings there. Sure. There are things that I like. Um, 
for sure. I mean, who doesn't love to go somewhere and get to explore a new city? Or like, for me, I like to go the same place often and I have my routines that I do in each city and that's just fun. It's fun to know a lot of different places. Um, so I like that aspect of it. The flying part, the job, if you're <clears throat> young, you know, if you're 21 and you get into it, killer fucking killer profession because the benefits because the benefits and you go through with seniority you know you rise in seniority and you get better and better trips but when you're young you can start your 401k we have stock options and then you just you have (laughs) you have the and you can endure the like constant up and down of flying and just the weird sleep schedules and what is what is that like you said the up and downs of flying does that have any effect on your body like flying between time zones like can you can you feel that oh because people talk about like oh jet lag but it's usually something stupid people say when they're on vacation like you you experience that Um, that's like your work experience that's part of the reason that i want to stop flying mostly stop flying is that it is so brutal on your body and your mind and your relationships and it, it's lonely. Like you're going to these places and it's really fun, but you're with people you don't know if you're, well, depending, a lot of flight attendants do like try to fly together with their friends. So it's more fun, but I don't really so don't like love, people. I don't like people and or flight attendants. When you, so when you get to where you're flying to, like you, you show up to work, you're on a, like a, like an X flight to mm-hmm. Hawaii, Honolulu. Yeah. Super stoked. You're going to Honolulu. Sure. You fly there. It is what you fly there. It is what it is. You get there. Do you you don't fly back directly? You, no. you do you wait? Do you have to stay the night in Hawaii? How long you do stay you the how night. long do you get to stay? It depends. Sometimes you get, you know, fifteen hours, sometimes you get twenty-four, sometimes you get forty-eight. It just huh. depends, yeah. And and again, that's seniority. Like you know, those forty-eight hour layovers, the senior mamas and papas are getting those. You have know. you ever been to a place that, like, surprised you? Like, like maybe, like, you're on a red-eye to Montana and you're stuck there for, like, 24 hours and you're like, oh, shit, Jackson Hole's right there. Maybe I go... I mean, I'm not sure of the geographical... We generally stay in, like, bigger <clears throat> towns or cities that are pretty well-known. Like, yeah, Were you, were, were you ever surprised by a place? Like, I don't know, like, Memphis, any, yeah. like, Florida? Like, Florida, like, re- Florida. universally sucks, but, like... Maybe there's a gem. Maybe you went so, there and it was kind of cool. I actually prefer to fly to Florida. I go there all the fucking time. Hmm. But the reason is that I do... Well, one, it's a high-paying trip. It's an easy trip for me because this bitch only flies first class. Sorry, I'm not going to the back for any reason. First class all Wait, time. wait. So you only deal with first class passengers? I only deal with first class. Do you, And do you... Is that how it starts out? Or do you start out in coach having to deal with all the coach people? Well, when you're brand new, you kind of take what you can get okay. or what you're given. But I have enough seniority now that I get to choose my trips and I generally will, will get what I ask for. We bid each month for good schedules. Um, but yeah, Florida is a big surprise to me just politically. I thought it was going to be a really hard place for me to be. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. But again, I don't fucking talk to anybody and Florida is actually beautiful and it's it's kind of fun because I'm a scared when I'm walking around there because I always walk alone and there are literal signs that say like watch out for alligators. So I'm always like wearing my headphones and looking around. Shout out to Max. Loves alligators. Um... <clears throat> Oh, yeah, I was knocking. 
So have you ever seen anything like, what's the grossest thing that you've experienced on an airplane? Oh and how God. and how does that affect you flying on other flights? Like you, you'll, you'll see something and then like, will that be in the back of your mind when you fly? Um, well, that's dependent, I mean, on what it is, but I've seen some gross stuff. The funniest thing I saw was a kid standing up on the seat and just pissing in a cup, <laughs> pants fully down. Like a kid just like, was he, was he was he singing R. Kelly songs? <laughs> I mean, he was four, but maybe, you know. But yeah, that was kind of a funny one. I mean, again, I only work in first class, and a lot of what happens. So is you don't you don't see these animals in the other no? Because no. is it coach? Does coach like a like a well renowned nightmare? Like everyone knows it's a nightmare. I mean, it depends on where you're going. The demographic, everyone is kind of different. Like if you're going from Portland, you're going to get a bunch of people who just want herbal tea. So the service is kind of easy and mellow. But if you're going to like Orlando, where I fly a lot, but not in coach, there's a ton of fucking kids and it's chaos back there. And people have whole families or groups going and they want a thousand drinks and the kids are everywhere and it's a fucking nightmare back there. So it just depends. But yeah. I see a lot of like... Oh, wait, how does that affect your flying experience? Oh, that's right. Sorry. Um, You're good. It doesn't because I don't work back there with those animals. <laughs> that is true. That and, and you won't fly anywhere other than first class. Like, no. But what about yourself? Do you fly first class wherever you go or business class I, at least? I fly standby and I always try to list myself for first class, but it's rare to get it. So I just take whatever if I'm So flying, you will but, fly coach? Oh yeah. I always <laughs> fly coach myself, but I wear a mask and I try to sit by a window and go to sleep. I always pass out on planes. Because you're, you're around know. these people all the time. So you know that they're yeah. close kind of. I just don't like working in the back because you're dealing with a lot. And a lot of flight attendants don't like working first class because you're also the lead quote unquote. So you are the person who goes into the flight deck, deals with the gate agents, deals with any like potential emergencies that are on the ground. So if, if somebody comes on and I'm like, no, I think they're intoxicated. I'm the one that has to say like, make that decision. Cut them off. Yeah. I do all the announcements, all of that. So a lot of flight attendants don't want to do that. They're happier working in the back and just like doing with drinks and throw up and dirty bathrooms. And I would way rather be responsible for the operation and not the, the passengers. <laughs> That's gross. Have you ever been involved in an emergency on an airplane? Oh, for sure. Yeah, lots of emergencies. So, like, what, what, like, walk me through with that. Like, so, is it turbulence? Is it somebody, like, misbehaving and, like, having the, like, like emergency land? Uh, Yeah, so medical emergencies are generally what we find, you know, what happened. And oftentimes it's, like, small stuff where people get lightheaded because they didn't eat enough or drink enough or they're, they're, like hypoglycemic or have diabetes and we just have to do little things to help them out um but other there have been big medical emergencies too i one time thought that a guy died while looking me in the eyes (laughs) yeah that was the worst and that one did affect me because it was something i dealt with directly and i do as as the lead flight attendant i do deal with a lot directly it's just if it's in the back my job is then to like make sure that people are safe so you have to stay calm you have to stay calm while all this happens and yeah so you're in the air you're already like you're already in a position where like a lot of people are like uncomfortable in the air mm-hmm. you know what i mean so like yeah. especially people who don't fly like me not flying i'm like not super comfortable in the air but like sure. i fly i fly and it's fine yeah but if an emergency happens in the air mm-hmm. i'm not gonna do well 
sure. like with that emergency because I'm already in the air where I'm not comfortable. So like that's just that you're you're just able to keep calm in these situations, like even yeah. under like all this duress that's yeah. happening. Yeah, I mean, you just you get trained for six weeks and then like you go into the day thinking like, okay, like I'm flying now. It's almost like a compartmentalized thing where I'm just like, okay, I'm at work. This is who I am at work. I'm level headed. I'm paying attention. I'm focused, you know, on the operation because my job is to keep people safe. Like service, fuck service. Like service is done because we it's want secondary. you to fly our airline. The first thing safety. that is concerning for your flight attendants is safety. Yeah. Like that's my job. I can't make everybody happy. I might not have what you want to eat or drink or whatever. Who fucking cares? You're on a fucking airplane, a tin yeah. can in the sky. And my job... A pressurized tin can in yeah, the sky. The reason I'm crazy. there is to make sure that you are safe. And sometimes that looks different you yeah. know sometimes it's making sure that you're not having a heart attack which does happen you know on the plane and like getting you the most immediate care that I can and sometimes that's just like giving you a bag because you threw up or giving you orange juice because you're a little faint you know it, it's varying yeah one of my favorite things on TikTok right now is like people misbehaving on airplanes and like obviously you knew this was coming yeah. this is like the biggest question of course question. yeah let's get into since, it since since the pandemic there's been like notoriously like bad behavior I mean I'm not sure if this happened this preceded that but I know that like since the pandemic like it's been all over everywhere people oh, miss people misbehaving mm-hmm. on airplanes do you yeah. see like do you see an increase in misbehaving Absolutely. like during the pandemic or as versus before the pandemic Oh, for sure. Uh, Before the, the pandemic, was after. it was it okay? Yeah, yeah. Honestly, it's fine. You don't <clears throat> like it happens, but like it it's happens. But most people are nice, and they just you know you smile, you yeah. make a connection, and people are chill. You know, um, but during the pandemic, when it was still mask mandated, things got really wild, and people were fucking dicks. And they were so rude to us. And, like, we had to remind them, like, hey, we're your first responders right now. Yeah. That's what Like, I'm if something for. goes wrong, you're the yeah. one that's going to revive right. them, resuscitate them. Exactly. Like, you're trained to do all that. Yeah. And people like, get they're, pissed they're, Essentially, they're being mean to, like, a doctor. They're, or, like, an EMT. <laughs> no. They're being mean to an I EMT. mean, kind of, but no, not at all. Generally, if there's a medical emergency on board, we're going to call for help so that an actual first responder but you be there, are the but, hands of but that first but in the exactly air, we're the, the people who yeah. are paying attention to make sure that you get whatever care it is that you need yeah. immediately but i'm i'm not going to do cpr so essentially I have someone else who is you know but essentially they're being mean to a medical conduit because you'd be getting instructions from someone like on the ground oh, on sure. what to do for sure so without Absolutely, you they yeah. would die potentially or or be in yeah. like extreme sure yeah yeah i mean people did they just became assholes but what happened do you guys does anyone even know i mean i'm sure I mean, you and your colleagues have tons of conversations real political real easy is it was it so. donald trump's fault can we blame donald trump like mean, this is not this is not a podcast that's a friend to donald trump so i'm you can not say, i know you can say whatever you want I, don't, I i mean i'm not last time we went into a discussion like this you had 
listeners texting and messaging you and saying how horrible Listen, I was. This, so it's just a reflection no, no, of no. that. So I don't know if we yeah. want to get into that again. Yeah. Honestly, I, I'll put it this way because I've had to skirt around this topic quite often and even in my own work group, which is a whole other conversation. Um, it, the entitlement. The entitlement came with other political things I think definitely kind of contributed to I mean we're in agreement or demographic that already has entitlement issues and as Americans I think that is something that's built into our culture is a lot of entitlement it's all so, white people is what you're telling me it's all yeah. the whites misbehaving whites yes white privilege it's you white- whites need to mis- stop misbehaving um, I will white say that Trump every 2024. I am not exaggerating every person that has been a shit person on my plane and there have been multiples that I have thrown off my plane MAGA hats MAGA hats they had MAGA they all had MAGA hats <laughs> listen what's going on with you listen if you're going to be a MAGA hat, can you be nice? Can you be a nice MAGA hat wearing people? Can you, etiquette. Etiquette, training, you know what I mean? Start with like, start with like, we need a fork to eat. We need a spoon to eat. And then work up to like, well, I got a napkin in my lap. And then, you know what? You'll graduate to how to behave on an airline. This is what we need to do. Etiquette school for the MAGA people. It's not, listen, I don't hate you for what you believe in. You just don't know how to act in public. We're, we're going to learn together. We're going to learn together. It's going to be fine. But back to what I was saying. Sorry, I had to. That's okay. This is, this is what I do. Sometimes you gotta things. interject. This is why I have a podcast. I can just go off on a tangent, ignore everybody around me. Some say it's a sociopathic trait. It's for me. It's it's all comedy. Um, so yeah. that that time made it hard for you. Do you? Is it easier now under the under the 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 other administration or now you that know, the now that the pandemic's over? It is it. Is it easier or is it still kind of, is it stagnated? It's like, yeah, it's not great. It's yeah, not good. It's, it's not as bad. It's much better than it was. I mean, there was a while where like, and there still are times where I'm like, is this person going to get aggressive or like abusive to me? Like you have to be careful. But I, I, I am very nice. I want people to be comfortable and happy. Speculative. Speculative. But I am very, <laughs> listen, in my personal life, we're it's different in the you've air been, you've been a great house guest in Can, the air thank you you've been here for three days it's I been, know. It's been i'm great. never leaving either that's fine <laughs> are you are you coming back on the the, the first maybe again maybe you're we'll welcome see. to come back thank you i don't know because we'll she's gonna you're gonna need help with the rug and with other stuff me and you can have sex for like three days and then she can come back and then, <laughs> and then i don't care if you guys have sex i can go to the beach <laughs> We can't do it at the beach. You'll get sand. In. You'll get you'll get sand all over your penis. You can't. We can't do that. Sorry, she's trans. Um, no, I'll make my butthole itch again. Yeah, you, you already have problems. So, are things getting things are getting better for you? I will say that. Things- is there a reason your credit cards out? Is this you don't have? This is a free podcast. You don't have to pay. Like you, everything for you is free here. It was in my pocket. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's a lot better than it was during the pandemic. During the pandemic, there was a lot of threat of violence. There was a lot of people essentially telling you to fuck off when you're trying to tell them like, hey, it, I mean, it was simple things. I mean, this has always been, but during the pandemic, it got way worse. They didn't want you to tell them how to do anything for any reason. Everybody was, you know, 
just stressed out before they got on the plane, which they always are. Like flying is stressful and that's why I have to be able to be mellow and friendly-ish. You well, you, you can you control the vibe of the situation. It, like, that's exactly If someone it. sees panic in your eyes, someone right. who's like controlled at work, they're yeah. going to freak out. So they, sure. they look to you and your cadence to feel like, oh, she's okay. Maybe I'm okay. She does yeah. this all the time. Yeah, they do. And But yeah. it's the same like when they come on the plane. Like I'm the first person they're going to see when they walk in the door. Yeah. I want to make sure I'm setting my flight up where they feel more relaxed because – you know, getting to the airport, packing for the airport, getting everybody like checked in, getting to the gate. It's all so stressful that by the time they get to us, they've already been through hours of just stress. So that's why when they come on board, I have to be really self-aware and make sure that I'm putting out a, you know, putting on my flight attendant face. Hi, welcome aboard. Oh my gosh. Hi, your baby's so cute. Oh my gosh. <laughs> but if the windows opened on your plane, you throw that baby out. Because babies are the worst. I guess it depends on the baby. <laughs> no, I uh, mean. Asian babies, you're in trouble. Just kidding. No, I love we're Asian all... little babies. That's so racist. <laughs> I do. They're that's so cute. So ra- that's so... so cute. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So I got one more question about flight attendants before we have to go into me breaking up with my friend. And then you oh, yeah. get to come in and say things because I know you're not a flight attendant. So this is... But I went to flight attendant yeah. school. Oh, that's right. You did. did. But I, I, I didn't want to say anything. No. How was we that experience? We need to have like four parts of flight attendant stuff. We should. There's so much. There's so many things. No, and so I, many experiences that Brandy has shared with me that she's mm-hmm. had that I want to bring up. But yeah. that could be a whole no. nother And I want... I, you are, you're, this is an open invitation. Whenever you're down here, if you want to do a podcast, we can knock one out. Awesome. This one just happened to be like extend over how down. long I usually do it. But like, we're not even we're not even done yet. So Before we move on from flight attendant I wanted to ask stuff. you about the strike. And like, what you. what you want... Like, you're obviously all flight attendants work under the umbrella of someone who makes like extreme amounts of money, like insane amounts of money. And then the person below them makes insane amounts of money, but it just gets lower and lower and lower until it goes to you, which is like, I don't want to say you're the bottom of the totem pole because your, your job's, but your job's important. It's vital. You're like, you're basically, you're an essential worker before the term essential worker came because like. I'm a bartender. Like, I got paid and this is an essential worker, but I'm not you. You're a flight attendant. They need you to fly. People need to fly for work. Doctors need to fly to go perform surgery. Right. So what what do you expect to gain from this strike in terms of, like, the compensation you feel like you deserve for the uh, work you do? I hope to gain, one, better work rules, uh, meaning, like, how long they can keep us waiting at an airport, like for instance. protections? Yes. Yeah. Um... What's, what's the standard that they can make you wait at an airport right now? It just depends. Like, so anything over four hours, they have to give us a hotel room, which Ooh. they pussyfoot around until they don't have to anymore. Is that when they stick their foot inside of a put? What is that? What? Basically, they will just run you around. You call and you say, hey, scheduling. <clears throat> I'm sitting here. My delay is going to be over four hours. We already know. It's a maintenance thing. And they say, okay, we'll try to get you a room. And then they call you back 40 minutes later and say, we're still working on it. And then they call you back and say, oh, we're going to have to call more transportation or another method of transportation to get you there. This has happened to me multiple times. So they pretty much just do that because the amount of time it would take them to like finally figure out, quote unquote, your transportation, you'd end up like spending another two hours there anyway. 
So it's just kind of them getting another two no, hours I mean, out of you? Yeah, I mean, it's just yeah. they would have to pay for those hotel rooms and that transportation. And they don't want to do that. Instead, they want us to sit. So you just want more realistic expectations of, like, what the job is. Just be like, hey, if you're going to pay, if we're going to be there for more than four hours, like, we get, get us a hotel room, Mando. We're not getting paid. We're just sitting there. You don't get paid to sit there for four hours? No. How is that? Sometimes once so it you gets don't get, to you a You don't get paid point, until you're on the plane? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Until the door is closed. You don't get paid until the door of the airplane is closed? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, and you're part of a union, correct? You're a union worker? Yeah. It comes from huh. um, the railroad union. That's that's where those work rules came so from. So do they actually have like a flight attendants union or are you part of that railroad? Are you guys all together they're, as workers? They're different unions. Okay. Yeah. Um, but essentially we are voting to go on strike. Okay. I am for it yeah. for the simple reason that, I mean that we deserve to get paid for the time we're working. And we don't want to then give up our time or like other work rules so that they'll pay us. We want to make sure that we are being treated fairly in all of the departments. And right now they're not meeting our expectations or the expectations of our union. What do they offer? Um, okay, so for instance, they offered us a 10 cent raise on our, <laughs> on our per diem. So our per diem is only $2.50 around the clock while we're out of base once the door is closed. Okay. It's $2.50 around the clock. They wanted to only give us a 10 cent raise on our per diem. And let's talk about inflation. And they haven't even offered to bring us up to match inflation. The, it, let me put it this way. What they were offering, what they put on the table with our union was so bad that our mediator wouldn't even bring it to the flight attendant group for... Oh, budget. yeah, because at that point, it's like you would take it as an insult and they don't want to like... And then you'd be on right. strike immediately. Like you'd all well, go you, for it or... Yeah, like you, you, you would just to, you, I, you have to get approval from the union to go on strike. But I think that they figured you would take it as an insult. I mean, which it is. 100%. And 100%. That's, that's and insulting. I, you know, there's always speculation as to why the company does things a certain way. But, like, there's, you know, speculation that they did that to get a rise and to... I, I mean, rich, I don't know. That's a whole other thing. I mean, rich but. people don't want to make less money. That's <laughs> that's. I mean, they make yeah. money because they get the max amount of profit they can from every right. situation of their yeah. life. It's 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 counterintuitive for them to yeah. do. But like at the point we are at right now, these are like already well endowed rich people. They're mm-hmm. just their wealth is just insane. Yeah. So at what point do you just like give it up and just give you guys what you want? Because do they already have what they? I'm assuming the owner of your company. And we're not even, I don't want to give like any specificities, yeah. specificities to like whatever institution that you do work for. But I'm assuming because he owns an airline, he's extremely rich and probably really old. He's already won. He's not <laughs> like between now and the end of his life, he's probably not going to spend the amount of money that he has. He probably has more than he can ever spend. Yeah. So why not give you the money that you need to like live in a society that's like ever evolving financially and just becoming more and more expensive? It's uh, a great question. Um, I mean, essentially, being a flight attendant has been glamorized a lot, and it's a job that a lot of people want. When I applied, there were five thousand applicants. So, how many applicants were there when you applied? You said you went to school. How many people were in your class? Oh, that's different. 
There's like oh, a, is it different? Yeah, there's an application process, and they open it for like a couple oh. of days, and 5,000 people wanted to be interviewed. And then you get your class, which is your like initial training, and there's, you know, 90 people or something. Do they take people with tattoos? Probably not, right? Uh, they are trying to be progressive, so now we can have one tattoo that is the size of our badge. Oh. None of us fucking care. I mean, I have four of them. I'm assuming five. because, like, it's it's probably all owned by a bunch of old people. As like, I'm I'm, a, I'm assuming like all companies are old owned by old people, <laughs> except unless you're a new company. Like you're an old company. Friends. Like like let's say I don't know, like Frontier Airlines. Like they're probably they're a really old company. They're probably owned by somebody. Like this old guy's making all the regulations for people. Based on, like, when he grew up in, like, this, the 40s, 50s. Like, I don't know. Like, don't you I think mean, some of it's kind of, like, out of date? Didn't you guys have to wear, like, skirts for a long a time and heels? There's a lot of stuff. Yeah, and so those... We still do. Yeah. But, did, so, but that's not work work no, intuitive no, to, like, what not. you have to do. It's no. probably not comfortable to more, like, walk around in no, heels for that not. long. So the things that we want... So they want you to be cocktail strike. waitresses in the sky, but also know how to do, like, perform medical tasks. They want us to be all the things. Yeah. But what we are trying to get from the strike and, you know, anybody who's listening, please make sure that you are nice to your flight attendant because we're not getting paid (laughs) shit. For instance, I make somewhere around 45 to $47 a TFP. That's time in the air. So you're not paid until the doors close. Exactly. But TFP, time in the air, does that mean you don't get paid until the plane leaves? Until the door is shut. Okay. But essentially, at the end of the day, I'm making about 20 bucks an hour. Huh. But they they glamorize it like, oh, you do these steps, you get raises. And while it does get better because you can fly less and work or and make the same, or you can fly more and make really good money. You're not getting paid You're, for being at the airport. We're not getting paid for half of the time that we're working. Like, I get paid when I walk in the building of my, my work. Right. Yeah. Like we all clock in, yeah. we all get paid. Yeah. You're walking in the doors of your work, which is every yeah. airport in the United States or every airport in the world. And you're not getting Depending paid until you until you walk onto your airlines. Yeah. So basically what we want from the strike is we want pay that's competitive in our industry because we're not paid enough. Um, we want to be brought up to at least the cost of inflation. Yeah, of course. And um, we want good work rules. We don't, they, they make our verbiage and our contracts so vague that it's easy for them to just say, oh, well, this is like an unexpected issue. So it falls under this category. So you don't get extra pay for that. I think all of these. I don't, I just, it just speaks to the greed in this country. And I like, I, I preach about it every single week. Every single week, you will never hear an episode of my podcast where I do not complain about some rich guy. I'll be at B. Jeffrey Epstein, Mystic Man, the owners of all these airlines, the owners of all the bars that I've worked for. It's just reach people getting richer while ignoring the needs of their employees, Absolutely. which is like, how are you going to keep employed? I mean, I guess they could just get more employees. They're expendable. And that's what I was getting at to them. Everybody wants this job. 
So until they realize they're going to be another. at the airport for three hours waiting for a flight. Oh, it came at it came at three and a half hours, so you don't get the hotel room, and we're not mm-hmm. paying you for the three hours that you came to work. And that is partially why I was saying, wow. like, if you start when you're young, you have the endurance to get through those years when it's really hard. Because when you first start, you're making nothing fucking nothing and your like schedules off you have to eat out all the time you have to really kind of learn how to adjust your lifestyle and your relationships and your just like mental health and mental health is a huge problem in our industry but you have to learn all that country and absolutely and when you get you know a little more seniority you've just been conditioned and you had the endurance to get past the really shitty part to the part where you can potentially make more money if you want so yeah all right here's what we're gonna do we're at 50 minutes for this i have another segment if you guys want to do it we can if you don't want to do it we don't have to it's about breaking up with friends let's do it i can make this quick but it involves you both Um, and i have a question are you breaking up with us no I want to know what were you, you going to say? Oh, I was going to say I think we should um, end this one and then start a new one. You can do a break. Friends. We'll do. Yeah, we'll, we'll go do on break. break. We'll go on break, guys. Everybody, if you have to pee, go pee. Uh, we will be right back. And we're back. Thank you for not falling asleep during that last segment. I know it was boring. But I have my two guests back, and (laughs) they will both be more present because I know Brandy talked way too much in the last segment. Thank you so much for hanging out still. My next segment is talking about, have you ever breaked up with a friend? Have you ever breaked up? Have you ever had to break up with a friend? Have you ever realized that you and your friend were going in opposite directions in your growth? I have just recently had that happen to me. I, I'm not going to give any names. I don't want to like speak badly of anyone. I hope that everybody does well. All I want to do is see people succeed. But I did have a situation with a friend a while ago where I met them and our sense of humor is aligned. We, we got along so well. It was amazing. I love this person. We just, everything clicked. And fast forward to two years later, a year and a half later, however long it's been, and our sense of humor, my sense of humor actually got me in trouble and they had to call me out on it. And I had to do, I had to do an in, a personal inventory about like what's important to me, which sense of humor, number one thing that's important to me. And this person, I, I don't know. I had to make a decision. It was on like a live stream. And I chose like not to be this person's friend anymore. I chose that like our development, our growths, we're going in two different directions. And I want to open it to you guys. Have you ever been in a situation where either of you thought that like it was best not to be friends with someone and how did you deal with it? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Multiple times. And I tried to be like as mature as I possibly could be about it. Like you could obviously say whatever you want. You don't have to be as like as high roaded. No, I think there's like a couple different ways I've gone through this in life. Um, There's some where you just kind of like casually step away from one side of the friendship but you're just like you know I don't really want to be in this person's life anymore and they still might want to be friends and you just kind of like tiptoe out of it and just kind of like slowly just like okay less communication less communication until there's kind of none 
you're like, okay, cool, whatever, no bad blood. We just kind of stop talking. French exit. French. <laughs> Is that when your friend entered their interracial marriage and you were like, I don't want to be friends with her anymore? <laughs> no, it's actually when a friend went like off the deep end religious. Oh, like, gosh. Really? Yeah. Wait, what, re- what religion? just like super crazy christian really that's the worst one like i just couldn't do it anymore and then there was friends that like betrayed me because of like them hooking up with the boy i liked when i was younger and that was just like fuck you i hate you and like (laughs) never talked to them again and there's one specific person i did that with and to this day, I'm like, that person is so disgusting. Like, as a human. Yeah. <laughs> is it? Is it a person that you used to hang out with and wear jean jackets? No, no, oh, no, okay. no. That's another one. No, this is when I was like 14, oh, 15. Okay. I'm um, talking about as an adult. I know, but I'm just saying different stages of life. It's different. But as an adult, I've kind of carried that with me, that specific, like, friend breakup. And just like that person is truly nasty, and I'm so glad they're not in my life and we're not friends. Yeah, because they're like legit gross. I feel I feel bad about mine because like, like I I feel like the person that like I kind of unfriended is like a wonderful person, and I was just like, oh, I wish you the best, and I hope you're super successful in everything that you do. We're just like where we've like grown apart and we can't be friends, but like. Like, I don't know, they're, like, not a bad person. So, like, oh, I feel, no, I feel okay. bad. person. The religious one, just based on, like, religious prejudice, I would not say that you're a good person. <laughs> because of, like, all of the prejudice that come with I mean, religion, religion took away the abortion in, like, 80% of the United States yeah, in the last, like, year. Scary. So, I feel like religion is kind of the problem in this. I mean, yeah, religion is often yeah another friend we just kind of like all the wars that we have are all religion jean jackets with that one just kind of ended what the fuck is the jean jacket thing i want to know oh it's a secret (laughs) i see you can't have secrets on the podcast (laughs) well that's i'm saying jean jacket so brandy knows who i'm talking about without saying a name okay because brandy also knew this person codename jean jacket the jacket that you lost from me that that i'm very mad at you about no so that one this is about you (laughs) No, it's not. I'm just kidding. Oh, like, it's not jean. Yeah, no. And that one, it was just like, I don't know. You're kind of a gross person too. And we just kind of split ways and they just like move out of state without telling me. But I was also, yeah. I have a friend that did that too that you know. Yeah. What the fuck? I've never had any, people move out of state without telling you? What kind of friends do you guys have? I mean, when you're young, things happen abruptly, and you get offended. You take more things personally because that person is... But also, as an adult, too, I've had friends where I'm, like, a straight adult, 30 years old. Hetero. Hetero. (laughs) Straight adult, high five. (laughs) Not some gay adult. Like, 30s and it's just kind of like, oh, yeah, no. And just, like, never talk to the person again, no nothing, no just, like... I don't want to be friends anymore. Bye. I think that kind of relates back to Taylor's issue where you do get to a place in your life where you've already been through those things and you're just like, you know what? I kind of already know. It's just easier sometimes, I think, to go like, oh, nope, Nope. not getting into that kind of drama with this person. Bye. Here, here, my problem is that like, I'm not for everybody, 
on a no large, but on a large scale. Sure. Like I do the best that I can at all times to like always tell jokes and like always be on my A game, like to my detriment. And like I understand that that's gonna turn people off and that's gonna like sure. pigeonhole me into a, like a situation where it's like, dude, now you probably like just being an individual, you probably can only be friends with fifty percent of the people that you interact with now because of the that's who a I lot am. Of people. That's now, a lot. now because of who I am, I'm down to like eight percent, ten percent. I feel like, like I've always been like five percent. I can like, be friends with five percent of the people I actually interact. But with. but I accept that about myself, and like I know that, and I think to the point where like now. I think I'm not willing to change and I don't want to like have to change you know what I mean and like the person that I knew has grown and like is a wonderful person flourished they're super mature now but I'm not mature and I still (laughs) want to tell dick jokes and like make people laugh and like have fun and like I don't know I just like that's that's just where I'm at and like I don't we just don't we we just we are gonna go our separate ways yeah people weave and that's something I've found a lot because I've had quite a few friend breakups because I am a little bit Antisocial and abrupt. No, you're not. You have so many friends, dude. I don't, though. This is what I'm getting to. I have had lots of those friendships that have ended, but I'm also the kind of person that ebbs and flows with friendships. So if I don't necessarily appreciate where someone is in life or I don't feel like I have anything to offer them because of where they are in life, I'm comfortable backing out of that friendship because it's not also going to bring anything to my life at that point. But that doesn't mean they're a bad person. It just means that in this period of time, I don't have anything and they don't have anything to contribute to where we both are. That doesn't mean down the line we may like run into each other or have some kind of interaction and it may just be like, okay, cool. Like let's fucking hang out, you know, again. And like, you you're know, back that's, on the same page. You're back on the same page. Exactly. And then sometimes you're just fucking not and it ends and that's totally fine. But what about in your romantic life? What if your husband tomorrow calls you and goes, I want to be the best. I want to, I want to work at Arby's and like, I want to be the best Arby's worker that has ever walked the planet. Well, I'm going to try to lead them. No, 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 to... no. He is, he is Arby's passion. He's, he's like, he, he's committed to the beef. He's committed. He's committed. All he cares of, all he sees in front of him is like just the thinnest slices of beef that you've ever seen in your life. That's what he wants. Well, I mean, he's like, as I don't... long as we can be like live comfortably off of his Arby's salary. <laughs> What is he doing at Arby's? I don't know. He's just lo- he's just lo- is he's he like, making fries or he's, is he he's just he's, he's just Can like he be I, a district manager. A district. He's just like I love when you when the when the bread presses together and the cheese is all liquid. Oh, you know what I would try to do then? Almost threw I up. would try. I would get him all of the supplies he needs to make Arby's sandwiches at home. <laughs> <laughs> So he can still be passionate about it. Your passion does not need to be your career. It's nice. I'm leading that way. (laughs) But look, you can have many passions. If sandwiches is one, I support you at home. So how do you break up with a friend? What do you tell them? At 42 years old, what do you tell them? What do you tell them? Ghost them. What Um, the fuck? Oh, I'm a ghoster. I'm like, yeah, no, I'm good. Bye. I just ghost. You do you believe, you do, you, do a, you believe gaslighting is a real thing? Yes. So you believe gaslighting is a real term, but you also believe you can ghost a friend, never talk to them again, and that's an sure. appropriate way that's of breaking up with thing. a friend. It's not the same thing. No, at I'm all, just, but, but I'm equating the two, like, like, like one's nonsensical and one's like they're both nonsensical to me because I don't well, believe I don't believe in gaslighting, but I believe in telling a friend that like, hey, we 
you don't I mean people like date casually and they ghost yeah you know? but th- I'm talking about like a friend that you've had for like a long time I'm yeah. not talking about some dude no, you met on Bumble I will Bumble. just like I will just like block we're done okay nice knowing you damn I feel like generally like if damn I don't have a conversation <laughs> like you know I don't think we should be friends anymore I had that conversation today I no, at least no I'm just like, I'm interested in how you handle that because I would never just be like I don't think we should be friends like from the get go and I would try to Back away yeah, gently. Yeah, back away gently. But, like, but, you know, I had, you know of my friend. This yeah. friend was my maid of honor at my wedding and everything. And we just were, I mean, it's a sad story, but we were at different places. And I got to a place where I was not comfortable with the things that she was sharing with me. And we had been friends for a long time. Can you give she, me an example about something that, not her, but something that someone could share with you that would be uncomfortable? Like, what? Like STD related, um, like what? Just, just fooling around with married men. Oh, okay. Just doing stuff that this I stuff that wasn't you don't agree with, yeah. with. But I mean, and like, if that's what she was going through, and I mean, I try to be open minded in the way of like, I don't know what that marriage situation is, you know. But if you start telling me about the things that you're doing all the time there gets to a point where I'm like, I'm not going to be able to offer you any advice because I've at this point either lost respect for you or just don't want to talk about it anymore or it's affecting my mental health or bringing me down yeah, yeah, yeah. in some way. Well, because it's know? like it, it crosses the boundaries that you set for yourself morally. And exactly. you're like, oh, these are the people I choose to be in my life. Like me, I try yeah. not to be friends with men who wear flip-flops. I try <laughs> I try right. my fucking hardest. If you guys listen to the Is podcast, that- you men's feet should not... I, I'm listen. I'm not like a huge like gender guy. I'm not like like any gender can do anything the anything that they want. You're talking about hairy knuckled. Any fucking gender, <laughs> any gender can do whatever they want. I don't give a fuck. I'll just be happy. Unless you're a man wearing flip flops, that's where I draw the line. That's my line. I don't give a fuck. Put them in Crocs. Put them in something else. I don't give a. F- I don't give a fuck. And you know what else bothers me is when you wear socks and you wear these slides. Oh, like go fuck go fuck yourself you look so lazy you look so gross you live in southern california i can't do it the slides slides flip-flops so i don't get down with flip-flops but i'll do socks i mean like but but for some but for some women (laughs) for some reason women can do flip-flops and i don't care like it's, it's not like offensive. It, is, I, it doesn't even like it doesn't draw my attention in any way. I just like it, it passes me and I don't notice. Well, maybe you but actually. But men and f- fucking feet. I'm like, why are your feet out, dude? Because you have a secret fetish for men's feet, and you don't want to admit or give Ooh. into it. That's so not secret. That's the first thing on my Pornhub search. So is men's feet. Is what do you think? What do you think, dude? You? you you leave the house for five minutes. I've already dropped like two <laughs> loads in the toilet to like dudes and their feet out. Is it that you are sexually turned on by the feet that is your secret? It's or so... Or that you ooh, the, really want to have dude, their feet? Men's feet are so hot that I could, like, be over the toilet looking into the toilet. There could still be skid marks from a poop I made, and I could still finish <laughs> into the toilet. <laughs> oh, that's it's, so gross. <laughs> I hate feet. I hate guys' feet so much. It's, it's so... It's so offensive to me. I don't even use that word, really. Offensive. I don't. I think I've used it like six times my whole life. Men's feet are offensive to me. I don't know why. Is that 
belief that men's feet are gross what holds like is that the glue that holds your relationship together no I listen like if like gross. like picture you don't like men in flip-flops He's, no i don't picture don't like anyone in flip-flops you I have hate. she owns flip-flops that's you fine you can to. wear them but you, you can wear them to. Who, when are you supposed to wear them if you're not allowed to wear flip-flops you can wear them like when you're done at the beach and you're washing off in like the shower. But you can't wear them like out to the beach. You can wear them out. <laughs> well, that's actually stupid because if you wear flip flops on the sand, the sand gets stuck. Like you kick the sand up on yourself from the so back you just of the flip flops. No <sighs> yeah. Okay, so should we get back to? Oh yeah, friends, uh, ghosting friends. friends. No, 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 no. This is all. This is all good. No, I the tangents appreciated because how much can we talk about having to break up with friends? Oh, you know what I mean? Like lot. I like. Yeah, there's, you know, there's the ghoster that I just like, eh, no, nah, I'm good. Well, Please. you have a problem. You have a person. That's a personality defect. It you is. need to, you need to talk to people. No, well, you no, no like, you have to talk you to have someone. To be like a sociopath. You need to, to, to you like need to communicate when you when you're done. When you when you're just like beep gone, like that's not like a normal like function of the brain to be able to do that. No, when you're done with a relationship, you're supposed to like voice that. that. I have researched it. I have looked into it, and they're like that is a not a natural like brain function slash emotional like thing that people can normally do okay do you think i'm a sociopath do i come across no sometimes? <laughs> i don't think you're a sociopath because I you think know how often i have ghosted people yeah. that way like yeah, me too. like i mean like what? my maid of honor was a really fucking good friend of mine for many years and i got to a point where i was just like nope and she kept calling and i i sent her a long text i was very nice like hey i'm just not in a place where i feel like i can continue our friendship right now that's and not ghosting you. That's letting someone know. It that's giving someone a, that's giving her a two week notice on her friendship. <laughs> no, you put your two weeks was, in. That wasn't a notice. That, that was, was right now. That was we're done. That was a year into her. That was your exit letter. Me. Yeah. It's like oh, over and her. over. I just didn't answer, and then like finally I sent her a message that was just like, "Hey, I have a boundary right now. I set the boundary," and she okay. kept doing it, and then. Oh, she did it. She, she got so fucking thing. nasty, nasty, nasty. And so at that point, so I guess this is what I do. I will ghost you, but if you really need an explanation from me, which I understand, no. but I don't want to talk to you. I'm not going to, but eventually at some point I have been like, okay, I just don't want to. And she really wanted a explanation as to why. And the reason I ghost is because I will tell you why. And I will not be able to be flowery about it. It will be very matter of fact. And that's what ended up happening with her. I was just like, look, you have become a person that I don't want to spend time with. But that makes sense with. because she was messing around on her husband. She was going, she was doing stuff with other husbands. She was like. She was saying horrible things to you. Yeah, like all kinds of horrible, yeah, horrible like things. Like that doesn't, I feel like you. You're a sociopath. You're just like self-preserved. Like you're just like I want to. I want to like like water my garden and I want to plant yeah. this like 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 C four bomb in my yeah. garden and blow everything up and I can't grow anything there. You're the C four that she didn't want to plant in her garden. <laughs> like, you're the She's fucking... the only one who's allowed in my garden. <laughs> you're the fly, yeah. Like you know how you can't grow anything? Maybe there's a reason for that. Maybe you're like hospice for plants oh, that people have said. That's me. People have said, she has said that you yeah, are a hospice, hospice for plants. Hospice. We just had a casualty, actually. <laughs> I gave it to you for what? Three months? But it's dead. dead. I, uh, maybe. <laughs> it was already dying. Do you it think was. you're like morally bankrupt? 
in that morally? sense? Just in that sense. No, I don't think maybe it's you're a just moral like, thing. Man. I'm just like, no. If it's either a yes or a no. With me, I don't typically have a gray area. It's very extreme, one side or the other, with everything. Okay. You That's know true. this. God. <laughs> So it's true. We have so, had we have had conversations about black people, and you're like, I don't like them. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, wow. so it's just like if I'm done and I'm done and I'm I'm just like, eh, bye. I feel the same yeah. way. You know what though? Like it's but it at the same time I'm gonna play devil's advocate here. Like it is your prerogative to do what she did and just be like try to preserve the goodness that you have or like the peace that you have in here. And you're just like, look. That's not adding to it. I don't need an explanation for it. I'm just going to try to preserve the peace for it. Yeah. I feel like that's exactly what I'm doing. I'm just doing it in a different way that you do it. Probably more similar to the way you do it. But like maybe there's nothing wrong with the way that you do it. No, in a sense that we're... It yeah. Because we're all doing the same thing. We're all just trying to like, hey, like me, I just, I recognize that I'm growing differently from this person. I know that I would say more things that would make her mad. I'm going to be, I'm going to be devil's advocate here for the person that I'm not talking to anymore. I know that I would just continue to make them more upset because I would not stop saying the things that I want to say. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, Are they but, actually offensive or? Of course. Okay. Of course. But I mean, they weren't like of a sexual nature or anything. They're just like jokes. Like they would just. You're they, normal. Like, your yeah, normal, my normal Like they would manner. be streaming and like I'd see someone and I'd be like, oh, it's the guy from Love on the Spectrum or some like some dumb, yeah. stupid joke that like me and her, me and this person would laugh at. And, and the privacy of, like, our messages. And, like, that sh- they're just like, oh, that's not working for my stream anymore. I don't want that content in my stream. I'm like, okay, then I, don't, then I don't want to be in your stream anymore. Like, then I don't, then this can't go on further because when I met you, we were fine. And these types of conversations can happen. Now they can't happen. And that's fine. But I'm not willing to have that relationship with you where I can't be me. That's I was. Fair. I would like to be me, but I. But I also understand that, like, I'm not being appropriate, and I'm saying things that, like, other people find probably despicable. And you're trying to grow a community that, like, Doesn't is completely away from that. that yeah. And I respect it. There's, there's no part of that person that's bad. There's no part of me that's bad. Well, no, there's part of me that's bad because I'm saying not nice things. But like, I'm just doing it because I would like people to laugh and have fun and 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 be. That's your humor. That's it's who just, you are. I don't think anything's above satire. I really, I don't. If you're a part of society, you're a part of satire. There's nothing, you know, there's nothing above satire. But that's just, that's I don't know. Weird. That's what I believe. That's part of my core beliefs as a person. That's how I deal with like tragedy in my life. I, I make fun of stuff immediately. If my mom were to die today, I'd make fun of her tomorrow. That's just how I would deal with that situation. <laughs> doesn't mean I don't respect my mom. It's just like how I would deal with how hard that is for me. Yeah, that's a coping mechanism. I have but a that's similar... but that's how I do. Oh, with how it. I cope is I'm like bye, but not even a bye. I just close the door. Yeah. <laughs> but you don't even know I close the door. But again, <laughs> there's nothing wrong with the the with with my friend, with my old friend. Good. Nothing wrong okay. with them. They're gonna do great things. They're gonna be amazing. They're gonna be successful. I just want to continue being me. And I I'm at the point in my life where I don't want to compromise that because I I used to. I used to apologize and like try to like follow suit and act whatever like to maintain the relationship. I would try to like to please other be. I would try to be whatever I needed to be to make that situation work for me and my friend. But I, I don't do that anymore. I would never do that for anybody. If you're my friend, you're my friend because you you appreciate what I bring to the table. I appreciate what you bring to the table, and we care about each other, and, and we on, and we make the effort to make it work. And on that, it wants that situation has passed. 
you just don't want to spend time with that person anymore. And that is, I lost what I was saying. I forget it. It's over. Anyway. Fucking drug addict. She smoked so much drugs before she came I here. Fully, so much drugs. I fully lost my train of thought just now. But anyway, what I wanted to say was that it's okay. You only have so much time in your life. And oh, yeah. going back, like, if you can't contribute to someone in the way that they need to, if you're not able to show up for them in the way that they need it, you're not doing them any favors, you know, by, like, continuing to make jokes like that or whatever the situation is. And again, they and weren't, like, of a, se- they weren't of a sexual no, nature. No, no, no. They weren't, like, me, like, oh. It was just sure. like just me commenting on things that were happening in a video game and just being like, oh, blah, 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 blah. And like just me doing what I've normally done in every stream that I go to for the entirety of my whole life for the past two years. It's just what you do. And it's just like yeah. today was or the other day was just different for whatever reason. And it hit different. It's and just that, growing in different ways. Yeah, there yeah, you go. It it is. Is, but, and it's respectable. It is like okay. they're going to go do whatever they do. I'm going to do what I do and it's going to be fine. We're just going to do it separately. I wish I have so much like spite in me because I'm like, you are gross. You're just live your gross life with your gross people and your grossness. That's why, that, you know what? Our breakup's <laughs> going to be really ugly and I just want you to do well. I just want you to do well. I want you guys to break up so you can come live with me. <laughs> Make it happen. I won't. I'll try. I'll try. Go live with her. You don't want to live with your best friend? No, I don't want to live in that place yeah where you live nobody wants to live there no i mean everybody wants to live there except me yeah well no, you i like you well you can't live here. here anymore sister i want to stay here with you <laughs> no that's right you got handle you have really good <laughs> boobs you could live here it's fine <laughs> all right are you guys done 23 minutes and 43 seconds. Are there any closing statements? Let's do closing statements. We'll say goodbye. It's what do you okay like? to break up with a friend in whatever way is this how it is. I don't know. Like, we're not on this planet for a long time. We're all getting older. Especially like, you. I don't give a shit. I want what's best for me. And I put myself first. Mm-hmm. And like, if if it's yeah if it's just like we're not on the same page and for me unfortunately it could be like the littlest thing and i'm like ooh, yeah no yeah <laughs> i'm out <laughs> yeah and it's okay in my it's opinion, okay to break up with a friend it's okay to it ghost okay. them it's okay to break it's not up okay them. to ghost i do not support not for you. i do not support for not communicating no. if you have a feeling you must you gotta communicate no. you gotta be like hey no. this needs to end you can't no, you don't not, have to you don't because have then to. that the other person writes a narrative for that situation That's and fine. they just they're allowed you have a problem no if somebody is your really good friend they probably already know how you feel about those kinds of things yeah. and it's not your responsibility to give them an explanation if they're friendship just doesn't suit your life anymore you don't have to and I think for me like as you get older you just have less friends naturally and I think for the most part like you know like when you guys were in Portland I didn't see Anna every single day and Mm -hmm. we didn't talk all the time when did you see her every single day oh gosh I'm saying I didn't see her every single day but did you ever were you ever at a point where you did no maybe like three days in a row was probably the most yeah but I mean, like, you know, all I'm saying is that, you know, things ebb and flow. Mm-hmm. Lives change as mm-hmm. you get older. People mm-hmm. change, your life change, your responsibilities change, and you don't owe anyone anything. Mm-hmm. And it's up to some other responsible adult to just internalize that however works for them. 
she knows how you are. You don't owe her any explanation for leaving that friendship at all. She knows how you are already. I have a question for the two of you. Mm-hmm. Now that you live in Southern California mm-hmm. and Brandy, you live in some other place. Some other place. I mean, everybody's how... gonna know where I live if they look at my Instagram. I live in Flagstaff. It doesn't matter. But how? No, how do you? What, what? How do you make this work? How? Do, how do like? How? What? What are the? What are the examples of efforts that you're going to Wait, make and that you're going to make to me. make this friendship? Well, I feel work. like we have kind of an interesting friendship. We do. We met. How are you going to make it work? I don't care about how you met. I was just going to say, I think it's very, like, fluid and... Gender fluid? No. Fluid is what I was trying to get at. I think that's perfect. I don't think we... And I don't... I don't mean it. I think how this word is meant to be received. But I don't know if we necessarily, like, have to put effort into it. It just is. Yeah. And I think because we both understand that we are, I think what makes it work is that we both understand that we're that kind of person. I literally will preface new people that try to be friends (laughs) with me with, hey, don't make your plans around me. If you make plans and you want to invite me, that's great. But expect for me to not show up most of the time because that's not the friend that I am. If you that need is something, true. I will you're, be there. Your weird definitely like coincides with your weird. <laughs> and you guys mesh. You yeah. mesh very like yeah. snake scales. It meshes yeah. very we very like, well. But okay, cool. Yeah, no. Like cool. my friend, like I just made plans with my friend Aaron. Shout out to Aaron. She, I, she's like, oh, let's hang out like Monday, February, whatever. I'm like, fuck, I gotta remember this. Like, you can't just hang out like tomorrow. Like, she's like, oh yeah, no, let's just finally do oh, it. No. And like, I met her like in plans. high school. What so like, no, we can't. I know. I have to make plans with my friends like a normal fucking person. You guys are making me feel not normal. We made plans, kind of. I, I know. <laughs> I said, no, I'm you on just my showed way. up. You showed up, <laughs> and I live here too. I have I to occupy care. the space. You fucking asshole. Look, <laughs> I'm here to make your space comfortable for you oh and I'm used to that and I'm like whatever yeah. Taylor's when is she coming I'm like I don't know <laughs> I'm like I think she sent me this video on because our main communication is video yeah. and that's how we make it work and yeah. okay I will plug Marco Polo because the yeah. reason that it works for us is that it's easier for us as people to digest things on our own so we can leave each other videos and then fully understand what the other person is talking about before we respond. But then also, like, I know that Brandy might not watch all of my videos, and I know, well, I know I'm not going to watch all of yours yeah. sometimes, and it's okay. Like, it's not a big deal. Yeah. For those, for of, those it, of you who don't know who Marco Polo is, Marco Polo is the guy that comes and rapes you in a pool when you close your eyes and <laughs> say his name out loud, so... Marco Polo is a great app, and you're, it's not it's a like... communication app. The, yeah, and it's not the stress of, like, talking to somebody one-on-one. Yeah. It's like having communication at your own pace. <laughs> and I think it actually, like, for me, and I, I mean, the few friends that I do talk to on a regular basis, I generally talk through Marco Polo yeah. with them, and for me, it makes me feel like I get a deeper <clears throat> understanding of yeah. what they need to get across to me because I can't interject. They get to have their full thoughts before yeah. I respond to them. So it makes me feel like... I can be a better friend to Anna yeah, because I can show up. Yeah, I can show up in a way that has she's already expressed herself, and then I can be like, okay, here's what I'm hearing from yeah. your full thought, rather than me like interjecting in the conversation and stopping her thought process. And then it's nice too because if it's like um, I'll leave a video and I'll say, hey, I 
don't want a response to this. Mm-hmm. I'm not at a place to receive a response. I just need huh. you to listen. Mm-hmm. And but please don't respond about this. I I don't want to hear a response. I'm at a point right now where I am taking all applications for friendships. If you'd like to be my friend, <laughs> if you'd like to be my friend, I'm very well. It's so I, what I need in my life right now is like guy friends. I'm. It's not a sexist comment. It's just that like, I, dude. I, I, in my third, in my late, in my, my mid thirties, my mid to late thirties, I'm 37. I don't have any, I don't have any like guy friend. What? <laughs> Nothing. Did you say late thirties? Yeah. Uh, in my yeah. late thirties, I don't, well no, late isn't 38, 39 and then mid's like 30. Mid late, you're mid late. Mid late? mid late. Yeah. yeah. In my mid to late thirties, like I don't, I don't have guy friends really. Like I've, I've got like Joe and like I have a, I have like people on stream, but like I don't have people in like, like Orange local. County that I go to hang out yeah. with. Like I could yeah. probably, I could probably hang out with Joe. Either Joe, Joe I will say that too. But like, you, would, you would hate, you would hate Joe because like me and Joe would like say the R word a bunch of times and yeah. then you, 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 yeah, you'd, yeah. you'd be sick. You'd that be. one's rough. Yeah. I know, I know. But I like, think it's, but okay. like, it's my, normal these days to not have friends that you, I, I mean, really? I don't know what normal is, but like, but your husband has so many guy friends. Yeah, he's a different... But he's also where he was born and raised. How long has oh. he been living in, in like that area? You, oh, just with me. He, jo- uh, Josh is different than me. He is a social butterfly. But you also have lots of friends that I've heard Not of just based on talking to her. Oh, oh I always call him. I'm like, Brandy has all these other friends. <laughs> yeah, she so tells me this Anna all is the literally <laughs> the only friend that I hang out with. I I live in the same like How do I state make... as people, and I don't hang out with yeah. anyone. Like I moved to Portland, and I made no friend. Like I moved I, to I Portland for two years, where I had lots of friends. I literally saw one other person one time. Yeah, but that was by choice. Like I was like begging for friends. Like I was oh, like, how do I how do I make friends? make friends? I don't know how to make friends as an adult. Like I I met like coworkers that I absolutely adore. Like that are probably yeah. listening to this. Like I'm your fucking friend. Like you're my friend. But like just people like out in the wild. Like how it's do, hard. I, I don't understand how to make make friends i don't know i don't know but Even, i don't want to no i, I do make, i do kind of do kind of don't no i do yeah. i want to like come home at three in the morning like super drunk and you oh, be God. and you get mad at me because i was out having fun like at least one time in seven years we've been what six years one time in six years when you guys bad. come to flagstaff you and josh can go get wasted that would be great get out <laughs> <laughs> no but i will say like it is weird even like so with nope. josh i essentially have this built-in group of friends. Uh, for context, I live in a different state than my husband for the last couple of years. Um, and he has a group of friends that he really loves, he's super close with, and I'm coming in feeling almost like an outsider. And so now I'm like generally awkward, but so now I have to go in and like be friends with the wives of his friends essentially. And like, I'm not great. Like, especially if I like another girl, I'm like, Hi, do you love me? <laughs> I'm like, I'll give you plants. I'll give you so many plants. But then I also will say things that are so fucking awkward. Oh, dude. Oh my god. It's I do awful. that too. I do that too. And so, but it's so hard because I feel like one, I almost have to be friends with them. Two, I want to be friends with them, but I don't know how to make it not awkward. And three, I don't do any of the stuff that that whole group does, including what Josh does. So even with a built-in friend group, it's hard to make friends. I'm struggling to keep friends. I'm struggling to find friends at 37. I'm losing more friends than I'm making. That's I feel normal. like everyone That's a normal is. Part yeah. of that. I, the older you get, the less friends. I yeah. wish I Great. wish I knew the code to like make friends at this you age. Just, 
you just need to find your people. You need to keep just doing what you do, and I think organically. I feel like happen. But I know it sounds like, lame, but I feel like Twitch has been like a really good thing. For, like it I, I've, sound lame. I've been going on Twitch a lot and like talking to dudes that like I, I know and like yeah. you know what I mean. Like they're really they're really great. I think that's the same kind of thing as like Marco Polo. It's just easier to be. I mean, it's obviously not the same thing, but sometimes it's just easier to have friends electronically, as weird as that sounds. But I think finding your friends through social media is pretty fucking normal these days. Like, connections are made that way. You know, like, we share a mutual friend in California. A girlfriend of mine started following her business, and now they talk all the time, and it really had nothing to do with me, except there was, like, a post that she ended up following to this other person. Mm. So I think finding people in those social media platforms makes sense. I heard the other day, was it you that was telling me that, that LinkedIn is now, oh no, it was no. It was Jen. She was telling me that LinkedIn is now being used as like a social media site. What? For Isn't that like, like business? Professional, yeah. Yeah, I hate it. It's so weird. It's so it's like, it looks like a, like a old like Facebook. It is well, I, I had, I don't have Facebook anymore. I haven't for years because, ew. Um, but yeah, it's like, it look, it's like how Facebook is. Yeah. I don't know. I and people like there. post on, like, I, I don't know. I'm just like, I'm, I just want to look for a job. I don't care I about your I just think shit. that's how people make connections these days. And I well, think that's totally normal to feel kind of lonely. So is this <laughs> your first big friend breakup? No, I've had, I've had friend breakups, but this okay. is like my first in my thirties, I think. Like, okay. Yeah. It's so my first. How do you it, feel? Uh, I mean, it sucks, but like, I don't know. Like, I didn't really, I don't want to say I don't didn't care but it's like i don't know i I think i want to like invest like emotion into people that like choose me and i feel like a big part of like who i make friends with has to do with sense of humor yeah i'm like i i feel like my sense of humor is very much along the lines like if you like stand-up comedy you will like my sense of humor and like if you like stand-up comedy i i will like being around you and like i don't know stand-up comedy is very popular people like it it's like some of the most watched stuff on netflix so i assume people like people that are like that if they're going to spend all that time watching it it's just i've yet to find like an abundance of people that do appreciate my sense of humor like i have my friends but again like a lot of them are online like a lot of i mean a lot of them listen to this podcast but like a lot like they're majority digital like I have like Aaron and Joe, but like I don't really hang out with them. I just I just moved back and yeah, that's what I was saying before. Like Anna is literally the only person that I see in person. And I haven't seen Joe in like ten years. I haven't seen Aaron in ten years. It's been a long time. But I feel really normal about it, and I feel like yeah. nobody that I'm actually close with or consider an actual friend, you know, the five people I know, <laughs> um, are expecting me to like come out and hang out with them our relationship is digital and it's not awkward it's just understood and it doesn't feel abnormal you it's know the understanding I, yeah. I'll, I'll tell you something that i just pieced in my head that i don't i'm not really proud of. well i don't know if i'm proud of or not it's just something that happened and these aren't my political beliefs and like i'm only i'm only oh, prefacing no. i'm only prefacing oh, no. this because oh the, no I don't think so. No. It's like a personal decision. It okay. doesn't really have to do with like you okay. and your opinion. I mean, you're allowed to have an opinion on it, but it's not like based okay. on that. Or, like, Are you going to like make Anna and I break up because I can't be her friend if she's associated with you anymore <laughs> after this? Maybe. Yeah. Okay. So like, I find that a lot of my friends have been Republican, but like before all this mess, like before, before Trump. Sure. Like, a lot, but I didn't know they were Republican because we never talked about because it. it wasn't, we never, it was like a we never spoke about it. 
But a lot of the people that I, I like attract, I feel like, are like super Republican. But like, not I mean, not now, just before all this happened. And it's something I noticed I've never said out loud, I've never talked about. For some reason, it just clicked into my head. Like, and now they're Trump voters. But like, I didn't oh, know. I, so but, I feel like but I didn't know that. But I didn't know that at the time. Yeah. Like, I didn't know that when we hung out and, like, we would just, like, come to work together and hang out after work or go to shows. Like, I didn't know. You don't. I mean, like, even even if I knew, like, I, I don't I don't know how I feel about it now. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's hard to make a decision on that now. But, like, looking back, like, I didn't know that they, like, believed that. And I don't think they thought that I believed the things that... Because I'm, like, in the middle right now. Like, I don't know where I'm at because I'm not extreme. I'm not extreme one way or the other. I just, like, believe what I believe and, like, casually whatever. People are really extreme one way now. Always, yeah. I don't, I just, I don't know. I didn't realize, like, all my friends were like that. Like, not all of them. They're, like, a hand, like, a large majority of them were, like, blue. But, like, none of them are really, like, super extreme. Like, I never met someone that was, like, you need to lock these borders up. fucking Mexicans everywhere at Kmart. Like, I've never had a friend like that. Never had an open friend like that. I've just had these, like, closeted Trump voters. They're, like, oh, yeah, I voted for Trump. I'm, like, What? They and they're like, oh yeah, I'm like, I'm like, huh? That's one of those things where if somebody I was friends with told me that, that's yeah. a, that's a cutoff. That's that is a, nope. a cutoff, and there's no explanation no. needed. No, I'm trying it's, to like, sorry, I'm trying, I'm trying to like not like, but like I, I did that too during the pandemic. I was like, if you vote for Trump, I don't want to talk to you. Yeah, I don't want to be around yeah, you. I don't want to talk to you. But I'm trying, I'm trying to just like have some kind of like tolerance and just be like, no, just. Just don't tell me now. Just don't tell me and let's go to the barbecue and have fun. Nope. Don't tell me. I don't Zero care. tolerance. No. I... But I did... Right? It's, it's, rough. it's rough, right? But yeah. it wasn't But it wasn't always rough. Like, people no. who voted for George Bush, like, you'd still be friends with that person. Sure. You, didn't give a, you didn't give a fuck. Because nobody ran around with George Bush hats. Well, nobody was, like, fucking being outwardly racist and horrible That's true. and feeling like they are entitled to, like fucking share all of their disgusting beliefs with everyone it is true it is true but yeah. back to but we, i mean we elected a reality tv wait, wait, guy wait, like what did we expect was gonna happen like he's not a he's not a political pundit he's a reality he's a he's a hotel like owner he has no political background he's a business guy that's just where we are so going back to something that you had said about you ending your friendship today yeah and you paused for a moment and you said i don't like want to say I don't care but I kind of don't care and I think that's fine like oh it ended that's fine no I think that actually comes with maturity yeah because again as you get older you just lose friendships and it it does come down to like I don't really want to invest emotionally unless it's like yeah. Somebody that I really feel like I should fight for, and like, yeah, you know, if like, we're do moving, you really in different... have to like fight for no. a friendship. But like, that's just it. Like, if you're just moving in different directions, it's like, okay, that's fine. That's I fine. can't. I don't have anything to give to this because I, I only have so much time, and I want to be emotionally invested and just like, literally investing my very limited time yeah. to people that are on the same page as me in my current life. Yeah, I mean, that's, and, and I feel like on Twitch, I've done a really good job of picking the people that I want to be my friends. And like, they get me, no one, no one ever tell, and like, I can read the room. Like, I know what I can say in certain people. Like, I can go into some people's, like, I go into my friend Corn's his channel, and I know I can't be gross, because I know Corn's like, he's like a sure. wholesome little bean, and I want to like, make sure I respect that. But like, I felt like the rules were changing constantly where I was, and I don't, I don't do well with that. Like, it's either yeah. like, like, like. This is not authentically me. I gotta go. 
I mean, and if you're getting mixed signals from a friend, then like obviously you're moving in directions where you're not yeah. understanding one another anymore, no. and that's also totally fine. What we're trying to close with, and what we're all trying to say is. RFK 2024, it's gonna happen in middle of the road. I'm just kidding. Uh, I'm just no. kidding. I'm just no. kidding. I'm just kidding. I don't speak for everybody. No. Is there anything else you want to close? No, with? I just think it was really great for you just to kind of pause and have that moment of like, I don't want to say I don't care, but I don't care because yeah. you still. Well, no, like, but I, I just didn't want to sound callous or like uncaring because yeah, I like I, I I care about the situation it's as realistic. a whole, but like. I don't, exactly. if I'm growing, if I'm growing apart from someone or something, like I don't want to invest energy into it. Cause like caring is just more energy into that, like mm-hmm. non, non sequitur. You know what I mean? It's just like, it doesn't matter. It's just like square peg, round hole, you know? It's yeah. just like, nope. Yeah. Anything you want to say? How was your experience on the podcast? Was it, was it very good. professionally done? God damn it. It was pretty good. I think it's I need a fidget spinner for sure. Cause I keep <laughs> fidgeting. Um, you're the second person I've hung out with this year, so. <laughs> <laughs> it's January 2019. Is it? Or 29. Is it only January? So I don't know what year it is. You're the second person I've hung out it's with in 29 days. It's January 30th right now. It's January 29th. 30th. Is it 30th? You've been with me too long. Well, you never know what day well, it is. Well, fuck my ass. Fuck my ass. Nope. No, I just, I think, you know... <sighs> To close up, like, as you get older, as you learn who you are and what your needs are and what you have to give, you know, you learn. You live and you learn, and you don't owe anybody anything Mm -hmm. in the short amount of time you have. Mm -hmm. And if, if it's not working, it's not working. And I think everybody at this point knows that. And if they don't, again, that's unfortunately to sound counts. <laughs> that's a them problem mm-hmm. to close up this segment or not to close up the whole episode i'm gonna sure. i'm gonna compile all this into one episode so it's gonna have like talking about your your flight attendant experience and sure. like interior designing um and like and what do you what do you what do you guys want to name this podcast i was thinking like how to break up your friend how do you how to break up with a friend with with brandy the flight attendant slash interior <laughs> designer no you don't have to mention that i'm flight attendant you can just say with like no just brandy who does interiors how to how to how how to break up with a friend with brandy the interior designer i'm a decorator brandy the decorator brandy the flight attendant sounds better because you're you're looking at with brandy who is an interior i'm not writing that it's brandy the flight attendant (sighs) but i'm not a flight attendant i barely fly you're a flight attendant you're a doorman, doorman. <laughs> That's the best line. I know. It's my it's favorite so line. You're a doorman. 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 You guys, this, been, this, this episode's been too long. If you've made it to the very end, thank you so much for listening. I love you guys. Please be good to each other. It's okay to not be someone's friend if you don't want to be their friend. Just let them know. You don't have to let them know. You, you let should them. let them know. I love you guys so much. Thank you so much for being a part of this. Uh, we'll see you next week. <laughs>